What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey everyone, it's Henry John, co-host of Burnt Rubber Racing, a NASCAR and motorsports podcast that is crew-chiefed by Flurry Sports. It was the Hendrick Motorsports Show at Dover last weekend as Alex Bowman took the checkered flag in a 1-2-3-4 finish for Rick Hendrick's garage. The NASCAR Cup Series regular season has now officially reached the halfway point. In the segment of Burnt Rubber Racing that you are about to hear, we take a moment to break down and debate my updated driver power rankings, see where Zach agrees, and where he thinks I need to get my act together. Then we shift our attention to this weekend's action at Circuit of the Americas. This is the first year NASCAR will race at the Formula One-inspired Texas road course. While we don't have any track history to go off of for our Coda handicapping this week, we do discuss some driver stats from the most comparable road course on the NASCAR circuit. As always, we offer up our best DFS and betting picks to round out the segment. When it comes to value, it's actually an Xfinity Series driver that we have our eye on this week. To hear the rest of this week's full episode, which includes a recap of last weekend's Drydeen 400 at Dover, the latest news from both NASCAR and IndyCar, and a special programming announcement regarding the greatest day in motorsports coming up next weekend, click the link below to access Burnt Rubber Racing on your audio platform of choice. Now, let's go racing. Over at FlurrySports.org, I released the first ever edition of the Flurry Sports NASCAR Cup Series Power Rankings. And yeah, I mean, I guess Zach is going to kind of help you guys decide whether or not I do know what I'm talking about or not. But uh, I mean, obviously, Josh Balicki and Quinn Howell are down there at the bottom, too. So we're not even going to go past 30. But uh, at number one, I had Kyle Larson. Uh, at two, Martin Truex Jr., at three, off his 11th consecutive top 10 finish, William Byron. Number four, Danny Hamlin. And number five, Kevin Harvick. Should I go further? Do we want to argue outside of the top five? Yeah, I say yes, because there's a guy who okay. I put in my top five All that right. you don't have. So number, six, number six, we got Joey Logano um, after his top five run at Dover. And, of course, he won the Bristol Dirt Race this year. Uh, number seven, in addition to Truex, the only driver with multiple wins on the season, Alex Bowman. Number eight, Chase Elliott. That's the final Hendrick Motorsports driver, all of them in the top eight. Uh, and number nine, Ryan Blaney. And number 10, the third team Penske car and the Geico 500 winner, Brad Keselowski. So uh, in my top five, I would have Bowman. I, I think if you have – right. he ha- he's one of two drivers that has multiple wins. I don't know how – how you don't put him in the top five, yes, the consistency isn't there, but the playoff points are going forward. So I feel like he's going to be a mess to deal with come playoff time. Um, I, honestly, I don't see Harvick in the top five yet. The wins aren't there. SHR has been down. If if Harvick w- was in Hamlin's spot, I think Hamlin deserves the top five because Hamlin is 
just taking the points away right now. So I feel like he, you're right there. Uh, Larson's been the hottest guy. Chuex is is there because he's got three wins. And then Byron, I could see him being top five material. It is such with the one win, he he deserves it. But together, one consecutive top ten finish. You meant eleven, yeah. I know. <laughs> but uh, I feel like he 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 deserves the top five spot. So not not too bad, uh, but uh, just a couple couple uh, fixes, in my opinion. Okay, so you don't have an issue then that I put Kyle Larson at number one over Truex. Like these are just questions that. So when I was writing these, I guess I could post questions to you and, you know, I wrote them as I wrote them and how I see it. Larson should have more than one win right now. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Kansas, Kansas happened. Alex Bowman's team. Atlanta happened. The Dover the happened. Year. Atlanta happened. Yeah. So that's why he's number one for me over Truex. And then Hamlin, um, you know, I almost felt like maybe he should be third. Uh, they've been quiet lately. And remember going back a couple weeks, we talked about, you know, maybe this is kind of a pivotal pivotal stretch here for the 11 team. They've been so good, so dominant, leading all these laps, winning all these stages, yet to park it in victory lane. And lately the laps led haven't been there. You know, they're still running well. They're a couple of lower finishes, thinking of Talladega where, you know, they had an incident and whatnot, but. I don't know. The 11 teams just kind of not where it was earlier in the year. And meanwhile, William Byron to me, he is like, he's red hot. So that's, that's why he gets the nod over Hamlin. I think there for third. And then Alex Bowman, honestly, I wondered if I should be putting him that high and it's just a consistency thing. But uh, after the Dover win, uh, recency bias, uh, I, I can see where you would say he should be higher. So. Yeah, I mean, you, you, going forward, I think you need, for me at least, I I feel like wins should take precedence over some things. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just it's just my uh, I don't know. Well, that's what's so good about it is there's so many different ways of looking at it, right? So many different ways of ranking or constructing power rankings. So uh, the way that I'm looking to do these here each week going forward. Um, is obviously season-long consistency, but there is some recency bias involved and wins do matter, but these are not obviously going to reflect win total or the season point standings. Otherwise, Denny Hamlin would have to be number one. So it all, I think it comes down to how different analysts evaluate these things differently. And let's see, we can keep going here. Uh, I'm I'm sure there's going to be more uh, debate as we get out of the top 10 for sure. But at 11, I had Austin Dillon, um, 14th at Dover, but uh, he's 11th in average finish this year. Uh, I've been impressed with RCR overall. Uh, I have Kyle Busch at number 12. Of course, he has the win at Kansas. Um, and then speaking of Richard Childress Racing, 13, Tyler Reddick, which I don't know, maybe some people would feel that that's a bit high. But uh, like I said earlier, uh, another top 10 at Dover, and I really like how he's running. Uh, 14, Chris Busher. the finish wasn't there at Dover, but man, they can start finishing some of these races, how they start. Um, and, and they've had a lot of good runs, uh, there with the 17 for Roush Fenway. And then I had Christopher Bell at 15. I guess I can round out the top. Nah, well, 16, Matt DiBenedetto, and we'll cut it off there. 
And then I have Michael McDowell at 17 because, you know, 16 drivers get into the playoffs, right? So yeah. I'll, let, I'll let you talk about those seven there. So uh, I think Austin Dillon's a little too high only because okay. he doesn't have a win. I feel like Kyle Busch should be higher. Granted, Kyle Busch has been mostly disappointed this year, but he's still he's still KFB. It's still one of the best drivers in in the series right now, and you can't deny that. Um, but uh, Reddick, Busher are fine. Bell, he's fallen off since his second since the, his win at the second race of the year. The Benedetto, pro, it should be ranked higher than McDowell because McDowell's fallen head. He's fallen off a cliff almost since which his start. Is- yeah, kind of Which, expected though, right? Like yeah, we were almost surprised his... that he ran as well as he did after the 500. But... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he he surprised us both going with his runs at Miami, his runs at all the way up to uh, what was it, Atlanta or Vegas, something like that. I think it was Atlanta, yeah. Uh, but... Only one top ten cents, and of course that was Talladega, so Mister Restrictor Plate. But yeah, which we that, we that we both know how good he is at Restrictor Plates and. We both foresaw that coming. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Should I even say the next guy on here? Because I feel like you're going to take exception to where he is. <laughs> I think after, I feel like uh, he's too high. I, oh, I know you know he, he's too high. And I'm a gut chesting guy. Like, I like him, but damn, that's high. Yeah. So, for the listeners, I have Ross Chastain at 18. Um, you know, he only has one top 10 on the year, but. Like I said last week, I'm seeing a little more consistency out of the 42. Uh, solid run at Dover. It wasn't great again, but solid enough. Um, a lot more consistency than his Chip Ganassi teammate, Kurt Busch, who was a little further down this list. Um, but I could easily see making an argument for the guy I have, number 19, Daniel Suarez, to be ahead of Chastain. Uh, and then at 20, I had Ryan Newman. Uh, 21st, Ricky Stenhouse, 22nd, Kurt Busch, 23rd, Ryan Priest, uh, 24th, Bubba Wallace. I mean, I guess we can just kind of finish these out here. I would say, what, the bottom four or five? Eric Amarola is 28th, and I don't think there's any debate that he, uh, Corey LaJoy and Anthony Alfredo kind of rounded out right now. Um, but, yeah, Cole Custer was 25th, Eric Jones 26th, and Chase Briscoe 27th. Tear me apart or tell me I'm smart, I guess. What, what do you think? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I think, yeah, Suarez should be ahead of Chastain for now. Um, okay. uh, Suarez is just race too good, especially at um, Bristol. The Bristol Dirt, he had a top 10 this week. Chastain only has the one top 10 that I you can even think of. It, it And it's not, this isn't tearing you apart, but this is just kind of sad that both JTG Doherty cars are ahead of three Stuart Haas racing cars. Well, I mean, what what argument do you put against it? I mean, Stenhouse is on the points bubble. I'm not saying you're coming at me. Yeah, but it, that's just – that's the fact of the matter of how I see it at this point. Like, Stenhouse has been on the playoff points bubble. And Ryan Priest, I mean, yeah, there have been a lot of bad races in there, but uh, – what is it? I believe he's got, yeah, he's got a couple top 10 finishes. He stayed on the lead lap. I thought he was racing hard at Dover. Um, and he's a guy who really, like, you know, we talk about that last Daytona race where Almirola might need a win. Priest is always a sneaky guy who could pull out a super speedway win. So, 
He knocked Dylan that's out just, of the 500. Yeah. <laughs> that's beside the point, though. But, yeah, I mean, that just kind of reflects what we talk about, I feel like, every week. We're Stuart Haas Racing. Man, this year is not not gone their way. No, and I think I think now all three of them, three of them, the three of them besides Harvick, no, it's put up or shut up time. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's I'm not right being, there if it's not being portrayed to them, something needs to change. Yeah, I agree. Uh, now, so here's my question for you. All right, the official NASCAR.com power rankings. They let Daniel Suarez climb into the top 20 at 20th this week. They had Kurt Busch at 19th off a better run. Uh, so he, they only ranked the top 20 too. So yeah, you know, sports, we, we rank them all. And then they had Bubba Wallace 18th. I have Bubba Wallace all the way down to 24th. 2311 racing, they don't have a top 10 this no. season. And we're talking about, you know, you commended him for finishing 11th. That was their best finish of the year this past weekend. They deployed the same pit strategy staying out on the old tires as Daniel Suarez it was clear that the new tires weren't necessarily going to make up that much ground and he still couldn't hang on to the top 10 like Trackhouse Racing could if you want to talk about startup teams I mean the 99 team is far outperforming the 23 right now and I don't see how you can put him ahead of any of the guys that I have ahead of him on this list even Ryan Priest Ryan Priest has two top 10s so I guess my question to you is, am I nuts for having him six spots lower or is NASCAR.com just out of their minds? Because I don't understand that at all. I think NASCAR is trying to push a 2311 because of who its owner is. They're trying to push more people into the sport because of MJ and that. And so they're going to rank Bubba higher. They're going to do everything they can to try to get more eyes. Uh, I don't understand. If you're going to give Bubba 18th after an 11-place finish, why are you giving Kurt 19th after a 6-place finish? Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's just that just puzzling to me. He's overranked. That's the bottom line, and I completely agree with you. Like, it's obviously, you know, let's prop him up. But if you want to talk about overrated, uh, I hate to be that guy, but it is the 23 because they, they're just not getting the runs uh and I feel like I said it right in the article. We hear it every week. They're so close. They're one one thing away. They're going to put it all together. And they haven't finished top 10. We're halfway through the season. So call it like I see it. But. Yeah, it's just we're we're getting – he needs to, like, like you said, with the SHR, he needs to put up a shot up now. Yeah. But, hey, if you want to uh, read the full Power Rankings article, um, head on over to, to flurrysports.org and check out our little NASCAR section because I'm – Hoping to put this out each week going forward, and it can kind of give you all some insight, whether you're handicapping for betting or DFS, or you know, kind of see how um, at least I and to some degree Zach too uh, view guys up against one another, just at a general level, and kind of combine that with some of the information we throw at you, specific to the track and history and whatnot. And uh, so they're helpful in that way, and also just you know, hey, you can debate your coworkers. <laughs> That's what we just did. So, <laughs> yeah, we did. All right, now it's time to get into Coda. You ready? Circuit of the Americas, baby. Let's do it. Okay, Circuit of the Americas was built in 2011. Uh, it was opened in 2011 for um, Formula One to race their United States Grand Prix. They were the, they were the only ones. Only oh, I'll do four four tire 
sports we will forget about MotoGP because yeah but formula was the only uh only car cars race there until 2019 when indycar decided that they wanted to run the track the 3.41 mile track with with 20 turns in it uh indycar in 2020 announced early 2020 announced they would add a multi-year deal that fell through in, in late 2020 they are not returning to coda for the foreseeable future Speaking of IndyCar, the Toronto race got nixed again because Canada just really sucks right now. So IndyCar, I know you're probably just going to do some doubleheader at some track or whatever. You know, you used to race at Watkins Glen. You got a whole month there now in between. Bring IndyCar up here. I'll I'll, I'll be at, There's going to be at least one person in the stands because I will be at that race. I'm sure McAdoo would join me. IndyCar should race at the Glen, replace the Toronto race. That's all I had to say, but yeah, let's get IndyCar back to the Glen. They should, but there's something I might need to tell you after the, after the show that I know they're never coming back. They're, they're <laughs> never coming back. But yeah, that race is also Which supposed to be my birthday you. too. That's what kind of pisses me off. Like, damn it, come on. So to late September, early to October, NASCAR announced they were coming to Circuit of the Americas, and here we are. It is now Coda Week. NASCAR invades Texas. Austin, Texas, for people who want to say that they've been in Texas before, because yes, Texas Motor Speedway, we know. But um, another road course added to the added to the schedule. It was one of what four new ones, three new ones. Yeah, three this year because you got Road America and you got the Indy. I'm not even going to talk about that one because that one triggers me that we're not running the Brickyard Oval. But yeah, I mean, just to add some more, I guess on the track, I don't. Remember if you said 3.426 miles, but uh, it's a no, long three one. Point, I thought it was 3.41. I guess we'll have to compare notes after because I'm staring at 3.426, but that's very specific. Um, <laughs> 20 distinct turns, um, a lot of uh, variance, I guess you could say, in turn angles. You got some uh, swinging S turns. Now, uh, of course, the drivers have been out practicing and getting uh, – Get some run in on it this week, and uh, Brad Kozlowski. One of the comments uh, I saw from him is just the variance in speed. Like you'll be over 100 miles an hour at one point, and you'll be down to, he said, as low as like 35, 30 uh, in another section of the track. So uh, it's going to be kind of a different animal, I think, than uh, even some of the other road courses for a lot of these guys. Um, as far as comparing to a track we've seen NASCAR at before, Sonoma's the best one I can come up with. Uh, so. I did bring up some driver stats and such from from there that we can get into. Um, yeah, before but, before I forget, this track did, was. Once, I, go ahead. Once we're ready, that's all I was going to say. Oh, this track was built uh, <laughs> using different like different sections of other F1 tracks to bring to bring to America because F1. I mean, America wanted F1 back, and so why not entice them with uh, different sections of their own tracks? So. That is why so it combines. It's combining layouts from overseas, essentially. Is what? Yeah. Yes. Yas Marina is one. I. That's the only one I remember because I love Yas Marina. Um, <laughs> there, there are a couple other ones that were listed in the article I read. But uh, yeah, let's look at your driver history here. Driver history. All right. So again, this is not for Circuit of the Americas. This is it's for Sonoma. Um, I exactly forgot where he's going there, and I'm just laughing about it in my head now. But uh, 
yeah, since there was no 2020 race because like Canada, California is weird. So uh, since 2018, there've only been two races there. Both have been won by Martin Truex Jr. Uh, this is at Sonoma Raceway. So take that for, for what, what it's worth. Kyle Busch also joins him with two top fives. Um, and then we look at drivers with multiple top tens in those two most recent Sonoma races. Kevin Harvick's on that list. Uh, you got Denny Hamlin. You've got Eric Jones. And you've got Eric Almarola uh, finishing top ten in both of those races. So maybe some guys to kind of keep an eye on here as we do our best to make some Coda predictions here on the show. Uh, seems we've never raced here before. But yeah. yeah, it's going to be tough. Speaking of predictions, though, what do uh, what do you got off the top for for DFS? Is there anyone you're high on, even though you've never seen him run here? Anyone uh, anyone uh, you're looking at as a value play, maybe? Uh, Cody Ware? No, no, don't do that. Don't 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 subjugate yourself to that. Okay, no, but in all seriousness, uh, Chase Elliott. I mean, he if you're really gonna throw someone out out there, you might as well throw the best road course racer out there. I'm taking the plunge. If if he fails, he fails. But uh, Hedrick's been too good. Chase Elliott is too good on road courses. I mean, he won. They didn't have any practice at Daytona road course last year when they raced there for the first time, and he went out and won the race. So I, I'll trust that as my knowledge going forward for this road course and maybe Road America. Um, and then I'll throw a value play out there in, um, I'll t- say, A.J. Almendinger. You can't tell me that A.J. is not – A.J. is going to be up there one way or another. Either, whether he qualifies good or if he has to start in the back, he's going to race his way to the front. He's that damn good at road courses. Put him in your lineup. Now, who is he driving for this week? Uh, Colling. It is Colling. Yeah, it's 16. Right. I like it. I'm excited to see what he can do. Uh, I like both of those. Now, the other thing I guess we probably should have mentioned is there is qualifying. There's real qualifying because they've never raced here before, so they're not using the, the, the formula. metric formula. Yeah, we get two straight qualifying. We get two Sorry, straight weeks guys. of uh, qualifying, so enjoy it. Yeah, for real. Uh, it doesn't take place till Sunday morning, though. Uh, so it's right before the race, is what I saw this morning. Uh, so in terms of starting lineup, when you're looking at DFS and who might be able to lose or gain points that way, you're not going to know until shortly before the green flag because the qualifying is the same day. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, you like this is um, the first time first time since bristol that we have no idea what we're going we're seeing until qualifying usually usually by now we'd have our our starting positions out but we're we're both we're both throwing a dart at the wall right now we have no idea what's going on well yeah it's even well i shouldn't say we have no idea because next week we'll have a semblance this week we're throwing we're throwing it it's a dartboard at this point we've we've never seen coda We've never, we don't, we haven't seen any practice yet. So take this, take it, take this with a grain of salt because this is being recorded before any practice qualifying, anything like that. And the other thing I would throw out there too, is just, you know, watch, watch the truck race on uh, Saturday, watch the Xfinity race. Um, no, just who's to get in a both. better feel. Yeah. Yes. Know who's in, know who's in both for sure. But just to see the track, get an idea of what's out there and compare that to your notes and, uh, whoever you're uh, going by for analysts, whether it's us or other sites too. And uh, just try and glean as much information as you can um, before you're making picks here on the 
the Echo Park Texas Grand Prix is the official name it's of the Grand race. Grand Prix. Uh, it's Grand Prix. Get out of here. I'm American. Um, I had to ask you, is this a change on FanDuel DFS? Because at least in the competition I was in, now I don't know if it's the same across all of them. You'll have to clarify this for me. It was a half point. Yeah, I noticed that last week too. gained or lost. Did they just change that? It had to have been either last week or the week before because I noticed it too when I was looking through okay. looking through my points last week. But uh, I have good news. I won money last week. So, uh, yeah, even even after I did so poorly, it's a fade Bowman who actually won the race, which mm. I, I'm not, I don't know how that happened. And uh, I had Martin Truex in my lineup. I bet he... Uh, that should have been the other way around, but yeah, I somehow still still won money and uh, dollar fifty. So, yeah. well, I beat you. I got I doubled my uh, doubled my dollar. So uh, I put a dollar. <laughs> yeah, I put a dollar in. I got a do- I got two fifty. Oh, uh, you beat me by fifty cents then. Okay, I, yeah, I, I took- barely snuck into the, like the back end of. It was like a bigger pool I did last week just for kicks. But Daniel Suarez, I honestly, you saved my day. You didn't listen to me. I played Larson. Oh. Truex was the one who hurt me the most, and then I actually think I went against you, Christopher Bell. But I don't know why I did that. Uh, yeah, Custer and Bowman, see. not Bowman, not Bowman. Custer and Bubba both helped me out, and uh, that's, that's who rounded me out. Anyone you're looking to avoid in particular? Now I know we just talked about how we have a lot of unknowns right now, but when it comes to road course racing, obviously there are some guys uh, who. Aren't necessarily. Uh, this is their cup of tea. I'm going to look away from your number one guy. Kyle Larson is not a good road course racer. In in his last eight road course races, they he didn't race at either one in last year. So the site I use nixes him. He has an average finish of 16th. That's not what you want out of a guy who's going to be costing you twelve thousand. Take don't put him in. Leave him out. Just send him to the side. Wait for him for next week. I can I can get behind that. Now the last two races here, I'm just looking at the Sonoma stats. Uh, average finish of 12th. He did have a top 10. Uh, he managed to finish top 20 both times. Even led a couple laps, which considering Truex led 121 of all the laps in those two races, I guess that's kind of impressive. But uh, yeah, uh, probably a good week based on pricing to to avoid the five. Where are we at here now? Should we jump into some betting odds? I say so. All right. So predictably, I guess you could say Chase Elliott, I've got here as the favorite to win the Echo Park Texas Grand Prix at Grand, plus 240. He is silent. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. plus 450 is the next shortest odds. And... You know, those are your two favorites because behind them, you're looking at 10 to 1 on Denny Hamlin to win the race. So, should I even list off anymore? Or are you going to, do, do you want to call your shot right here? It's going to be Elliot or Truex because that's the way the market is right now in terms of betting. I mean, in my DFS article, I said if it, it Chase Elliott's got to get, get a win, it's going to get it now. And uh, I got to go with the nine. Engine, engine number nine. They've been running well. Uh, started at the rear last week, tore through the field like nothing. It's going to happen. It's probably going to be at a road course. Now, you got a bunch of them to do it here over the second half of the season, but wouldn't surprise me in the least. But, if, you know, if you want a little more value on a road course ace, that would definitely be Truex there. So uh, you're getting 
over $2 extra in terms of odds. Can look at some of these other guys here. I said Hamlin is 10 to 1, Kyle Bush 13 to 1, Larson is 14 to 1. I think we'll avoid that. Ryan Blaney 16 to 1, William Byron 18 to 1, along with Kevin Harvick and Joey Logano. Uh, Dover winner Alex Bowman joins our Daytona Road Course winner Christopher Bell uh, and Brad Kozlowski at 20 to 1. Anyone in that tier you might take a shot on? I should, I'll throw out there too. Uh, the Dinger is twenty-eight to one. I was about to say, give me the. I want to. I was going to say no, and then he brought the Dinger. I was like, I gotta, I gotta take a shot. Maybe take a shot at him. Maybe put, maybe put five dollars down. Hope, hope he gets up there. There's one other guy I gotta ask you about. I don't think I can ask you about Eric Almirola at a hundred to one. You know, I'd love to, but it's just. It's not happening this week for the 10. Now, the guy I need to ask you about, Matt Benedetto, 66-1. to 1, Terrible last week. Not too bad of a road racer himself. Uh, would you – let me put it to you this way. We'll make this a little little fun here. Would you rather take a shot on Matt Benedetto at 66-1 to 1, or another guy who's not too bad at road courses? Daniel Suarez is 100-1. to 1. Uh, if they weren't pra- if they there was no practice, they were just sending him out there. I'd say DiBendetto because he has laps on his track. But the simple fact is, they're going to get practice in. I'm going to go with Suarez. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. I think they come in with more momentum after last week. Um, it's just been so up and down for the 21. I'm not quite sure what to make of them coming into this race. Even though this is a race where I would want to buy me some Matty D where I can in terms of picks, but I, I think I agree with you there at the longer odds. Um, top threes, let's see here. Martin Truex Jr., plus 125 for a top three. Just bet it. Uh, I don't really feel like I need to say anything else. Uh, if you're going to give me plus money on uh, him to have top three at a road race where none of these guys uh, have raced in a stock car before, uh, I'll take that all day. Uh, considering history at road courses. Looking further down here, the Dinger is plus 125 for a top 10. Zach liked him at 28 to 1, maybe as a gamble to win. I'm going to say top 10, I'll take that plus money too. Here, hold on. We'll do this. We'll do this like a TikTok for all the younger younger fans out there. Oh, Oh boy. (laughs) There it is. Yep. Uh, There's too much energy to be had today. What the <laughs> hell did I eat? <laughs> oh, it's that birthday cake bang, ladies and it's gentlemen. It's not birthday. Fired it's, up. It's that sour heads bang. Don't let. I don't drink that piss water. You call it birthday cake bang. So it's not rainbow unicorn either, because you were trying to argue with me about rainbow unicorn. Yes, I. I like. There's three that I like. Three I will like drink a lot of. It's rainbow unicorn, sour heads, blue raz. Have you had pina colada? No, I have not. Okay. I'll put Rainbow Unicorn ahead of Pina Colada. That one's terrible. Uh, and oh, I, no. I sometimes like me some coconut, so don't do it. <laughs> no, but uh, there's the best one I've had, and I keep forgetting about this because I've never seen it in my it, – it's like the convenience store. Key Lime Pie. Oh, my God. It's so good. I don't think I've ever had that one. you got to find it. so good. Okay, okay but back on track. It. Get back to your bedding here. Yeah. Where am I? Where am I at here? Uh, let's see. Matt Benedetto, <laughs> two to one for a top ten. Uh, Michael McDowell, little road course uh, 
road course favor uh, there for the 34, our Daytona 500 winner. He's also two to one for a top 10. You can get behind that, I think. And looking further down, you got Suarez plus 275 for a top 10. Anyone else that you're curious on race odds for? And then we can jump to some props here and see if we got anything for those. Uh, only because he's one of my guys. I got to ask Reddick. And I know he's not he's not a real course racer at all, I know, so Yeah, and the odds would reflect that this week. Uh hundred to one to win and plus two seventy five for a top ten, twenty to one for a top three. So Yeah, it sounds fair. Yeah, I think I would agree with you there. Looking at some matchups, a couple of them that I wanted to quiz you on just because they stood out to me. Uh, so this first one here, I'm not quite sure. I, I feel like I'm missing something with it. All right. Austin Sendrick, he's also running this week, uh, is minus 134 favorite in a head to head against the dinger at even money. What? What am I missing? It, it, maybe they're thinking that Sendrick is going to get full Penske power. But it's a road course. Cindric's <laughs> still a, a fantastic road racer. He might go out Saturday and win that race. He's very good, but I don't know. I don't. I don't like that one. I would. I would take even money there. I think on the dinger, and I. I mean, I guess you can say at most for me that's an even matchup. But if you're going to give me that much of a discrepancy in the odds, like I got to go with the underdog there. All right, give me Dinger all day. I don't think Cindric's going to beat him. Yeah. Um, and then the other one I wanted to ask you about, just because there's a couple guys we've kind of been talking about throughout the show, Daniel Suarez and Eric Almarola are both evenly priced at minus 115. It's tough because we've talked about Almarola's not too bad at these road courses, but in terms of momentum, Daniel Suarez, he's got some road racing in there too. I'd be riding with Trackhouse there uh, in that head-to-head. There. Almarola needs to fix something. I'm not taking them until they do. Give me uh, Suarez. All right. And then one other one, because it is the two favorites going to head-to-head. Chase Elliott is a minus 182 favorite. Martin Truex Jr. getting plus 135. Before you answer, I could see a little bit of a betting strategy here maybe, where you know, someone wants to bet Chase Elliott to win the race plus 240. If you're really thinking the odds are are true here, and it is an Elliott Truex race, which road course history you know kind of suggests that, uh, maybe a little hedge here in the head to head with Martin Truex Jr. Or I could see a case where you just bet both of them to win the race outright. But I don't know. Would you take the plus money there with Truex in terms of value? I know you picked Elliott to win. I know you hate when I do this to your winning picks, but <laughs> what do you think? You know. Like one thing goes wrong, and yeah, and you lose that money. So I, I could see that this week because Elliot has such, has what is it? My, you said he was like minus one eighty, minus one eighty two in a head. Yeah, so I, I think you you can't you should be able to hedge your bets this week because minus one eighty two is not worth it for for this week. Take Truex, try to win in in, in case something goes wrong with Elliot. You have that uh, backup plan. 
So if you were to hedge a Chase Elliott to win that at plus 240, would you rather take Martin Truex Jr. in the head-to-head matchup at plus 135, knowing you're giving up a little, but you're still hedging? Or would you just bet Truex to win plus 450? Which way would you go there? Would you just bet them both to win, I guess is the question. No, I I think you're betting Elliott to win and Truex to beat the to beat him in the head to head. All right, I think that is the safest hedge play there because you know somebody like the Dinger could surprise you. Um, let's jump over to some groups. Uh, I know we're gonna do Group F. I'm trying to see if there's another one. So we might. Be, uh, here we go, Group C. We got to do it too. Christopher Bell, Alex Bowman, Brad Kozlowski are all plus two forty. AJ Allmendinger, plus two ninety. Give me AJ. I uh, give him to me. <laughs> I, I'll take AJ in that. Uh, there's really no one in that group that's that phenomenal at road courses as as AJ Allmendinger is, and uh, so why not? Why not take that ultimate underdog there and winning some money? Yeah, you, you know, back at, early in the year. Zach and I were both kind of hesitant. You know, what is Kale going to have at the cup level? Uh, well, Kaz Grala did his thing at Talladega. And, you know, the Daytona 500 wasn't bad other than... The, ro- the Daytona road course is what you, you had to look at. AJ yeah, came from the absolute seventh. back to the front. Seventh, top ten finish. And let's just look here. I mean, Christopher Bell's in this group. Um, Brad Keselowski also finished a couple spots ahead of him. But he beat Bowman. So... I mean, you're giving me 50 cents. I'm with you there. Group F, what do we got this week? Cole Custer and Eric Jones are group co-favorites at plus 190. Tyler Reddick falls down to group F, plus 265. And Bubba Wallace is a long shot at plus 475. Yeah, no one in that group is that great at World Course Racing, so I might just take my boy and call it a day. I, I, I'm between Jones and Reddick here, but uh, if – I don't think that either at this point you're just throwing a dart at the wall. And if you're going to throw a dart, you might as well take the guy you like. Yeah. Uh, referencing those, you know, we were comparing Sonoma kind of to Coda a little bit. Eric Jones uh, average finish of 7.5 in the last two races at Sonoma. So 2018 and 19. Now again, that wasn't JGR equipment. And now he's with Richard Petty Motorsports. We talked about that kind of at Darlington when we both liked him in terms of value, but uh yeah, I guess in terms of history at a comparable track, he would be the guy I'd be looking at there. Let's see, anything else? In terms of team of the race winner, I don't really know what you'd be finding over there just because it is, you know, it is really Chase Elliott and Martin Truex are such heavy favorites. Maybe you're um, betting on JGR because they also have – their plus. Yep, they're plus 195, so I don't know if you would take that over. Truex was plus 450, you got Hamlin 10 to 1, Chris Rebell, I remember, was 20 to 1. Would that be worth a play, in your opinion? For Not comparison, Hendrick is plus 120. I wouldn't take it over uh, Truex. I yeah. think you're just taking the one, the, dri- the solo driver, and uh, call it a day, because I don't think... You're, you'll have better odds with Truex, and that's pretty much who you're, who's going to lead the torch for JGR, even though Bell has the road course win already. Yeah, I think I'm with you there. But again, like we said, 
pay attention to qualifying, watch the trucks, watch the Xfinity, get a feel for this track because it's, we've never seen them race here either. We don't have any inside leans uh, in terms of Circuit of the Americas specifically. So we can kind of compare to Sonoma and we can look at the odds and we can go from uh, who's good on road courses and who's not. And obviously AJ Allmendinger, a very common theme here. If you're looking at value for a top 10 and such, but pay attention to the lead up to the race is going to be huge this weekend from a betting and DFS perspective, I would say. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus